but they re-signed uh, veteran tackle Connor McDermott. So McDermott was signed off the Jets practice squad this year. Uh, he had been with, is that correct? Yeah. He had yeah. been with New yeah. England in the past. Um, uh, he was drafted by the Patriots. He was never exactly. on their regular season roster. Okay. Um, he was basically brought in here this season when the O-line went in, went a mess. Uh, Wynn got hurt and things were just not great. And Marcus Cannon got hurt. They brought in Cannon, then he got hurt. So they needed a, a swing guy and he came in and he started six games for them and was actually pretty good. So they re-signed McDermott. I believe it's a two-year deal. Um, Are the details fine. on that out yet? I haven't seen that. I, then again, I, I was golfing today. Well, there you go. Humble happy, brag. Happy Humble brag. Yeah, seriously. Um, I believe what I saw was a two-year deal. Uh, so, I think. I mean, again, I don't know what this means for them as far as free agency versus the draft. I know that he's just sort of a depth piece. But what did you think of McDermott coming back? I mean, it, it's it's something, right? It, they made a move at the O line. I don't know. I don't know what you make of it, but. Yeah, I I like that they're bringing him back. I thought he was a good fit last year. Um, so I'm just trying to find the details on that on that contract because I want to see the money. But um, yeah, I thought he kind of stepped in and he he wasn't put in a great spot. You know, coming in in the middle of the season into an offense he'd never played in, but he kind of held his own at right tackle. He was much better against the run than in the passing game, but like he was serviceable. Now, I don't think their hunt at right tackle is over. I still think they should be in on Mike McGlinchey or Juwan Taylor, any of those guys in free agency, or I think they should be in on Dewan Jones. But the important thing to remember here is the Patriots only had, well, now have three tackles under contract for 2023. Trent Brown, who's on the wrong side of 30, coming off a down year, they saved between 7 and $10 million if they let him go. So yep. he's not a sure thing. Andrew And Andrew Stuber, who was a seventh round pick last year and had a very serious leg injury. Who's not a sure thing. So they had no sure things on the roster. They need to build this position really back up all the way from the ground up. So it's not just that they need starting tackles. They do. They need backups for those guys as well. So again, I don't know that Connor McDermott is your starting right tackle. I'm not saying I like the signing in that sense. If that was, if that's why they bought, brought him back, boy, that, that feels like <laughs> a real undersell, but right. They're going to need a backup. And I think as a backup, if he's a guy, especially if it's going to be Trent on that right side who's missed time, I don't feel terrible if he has to step in and play a game or two, right? If they have a big game late in the year and they need a tackle, I'll take him for a game or two. Like that's for what I would imagine they signed him for, which I don't think will be a ton of money. I think it'll be similar to that Slater contract. Yep. Especially if he signed this early. It's a good backup. Good, solid backup right tackle. Can't hate it as long so, as he's not the starter. If if they right. stop touching the right tackle position, then I'll come back and look at this and say, ah, they probably sold themselves short. Something they didn't have last year that you know that true depth piece that they needed as like at the swing tackle position, right? And so, well, things... I don't know that the swing tackle. I don't really think he can play left, but okay. I, but they they right. also needed some like they need anything or they needed anything last year, and so they kind of brought in McDermott. You need four tackles. You need yeah. really four tack. I think you need four tackles in in four interior offensive linemen on your roster. Like that should be the makeup. Um, and they have and and you can play with those numbers as guys have versatility. But they have a ta they have a backup tackle. That's good. It, the right. order's weird. Normally you get the starter first, but they couldn't re-sign a starting tackle because they don't have any starting. Right. Like Isaiah Wynn to me is not a starting tackle. So it's a fine signing. I don't hate it. Assuming they didn't go overboard with the money, which I don't think they did. 
And as long as he's not the starter, which I don't think that's the plan. I don't think he will. I hope not. I mean, again, that's, that's what, if, if this is their plan at backup tackle, great. It's perfect. It's, it's someone who you can rely on in a pinch. If they're like, Oh no, McDermott played six solid games for us this year and we're going to give him a chance and we're going to not draft and not go in and whatever, like that's, that's bad news, but you can't complain about something that hasn't happened yet. And I get, I agree. I think it's, it's a solid, it's a uh, solid signing for a guy who can, uh, can be a solid backup. So the subsequent move was that they released LeBron Ray. Uh, I don't know how you felt about Ray. I think he was he was solid in camp. Um, I believe he ended up being cut, um, but then was re-signed to the practice squad and spent the year on the practice squad. So, I mean, it's a roster move that had to happen. I don't know if I really love or hate the fact that he had to go, but thoughts on Ray? I would have liked to see him compete for a roster spot. I think he's an NFL player. Now, he might mm-hmm. not be healthy. Right. Right. He got placed on practice squad IR midway through the season. That's why we didn't see him. And mm-hmm. he only played 30 games in what was it, five years, six years in college. Like he that's why he went undrafted. He has NFL mm-hmm. talent, but he just might not have NFL durability. So maybe there's something we don't know uh in terms of his health, but I would have liked to see him stick around. So why are they making these moves now? Like I know it's you know, it's post Super Bowl and things sort of start to get underway, right? But yeah. I mean, free agency doesn't really open up until, you know, March 15th. What's what's the – is there a benefit? I mean, what, why are these coming in now compared to later on in the next couple couple weeks? So let me just stress first off, they never do this. They, I, I, yeah, they rare. rarely sign their internal free agents in, the, in that exclusive window. They almost always wait until a free agency opens. I, yeah. A guy like Slater is kind of a unique scenario. I think, Devin, they did – was it that Saturday or Sunday night that they signed him before free yeah. agency opened last year, right? Yeah. So they, they'll do it like in that week leading up, if not after free agency opens. I think, one, they really, they, they have a certain plan they really want to stick to. And so mm-hmm. they're making sure, look, these aren't big moves, but everything impacts everything. Nothing happens in a bubble the million and a half they're going to give to Matthew Slater. They need to know what the deal is with that million and a half. They probably went to him and said, Hey, we'd like to know sooner rather than later. If you plan on being back, I wouldn't be surprised if there's something similar with Devin McCourty, maybe even with some of their internal free agents, a guy like Con McDermott. Hey, we liked you last year. We'd like to have you back. You know, a guy who's probably not going to have a super competitive market and he just gets to get signed right away and doesn't have to stress, you know, doesn't have to sweat out that whole process. So, there's no need for them to clear these roster spots. They're clearing with some of these releases, but they're doing it. Right. Um, maybe some of it too is they just they want the guys who are going to be in the building to be in the building. Um, some of it's probably health related to LeBron Ray, Quinn Nordine's another one. But I I think it goes back to, and I've made this comp on this this show a couple of times. I've made it on Catch Twenty Two with Evan a couple of times. By the way, we're still doing that on Thursdays. Patriots.com and Patriots YouTube channel. I remember that 2021 off season and in like late January, early February, and this was after they missed the playoffs, just as they did this year. We kept hearing that um, uncharacteristically aggressive, yep. right? We heard it from Curran. We heard it from Reese and we haven't heard that report yet this off season, but They've done so they did some things early on that suggest this is not going to be a normal offseason. Obviously, the big one being that statement. 
what was that? I was right. like end of January, right? Where they say, yeah. hey, playoffs were still going on. <laughs> right. Gerard Mayo is going to be back. We're going to interview a new offensive coordinator. I think this is uncharacteristically aggressive. And I know some people will sit here and say, well, re-signing Matthew Slater and Connor McDermott isn't aggressive. Those signings in themselves aren't, but they would always wait and see how the market played out. And they're not doing that right now. They're getting right to it. And Slater, as a one-off, I kind of thought, all right, he just wanted to get it done. He's been here a long time. They're doing it out of respect to him. They didn't need to do McDermott this early. So I wouldn't be surprised if this becomes a thing and we start seeing more of this.